0: Well, welcome in, everybody, to the latest edition of the nation's college basketball podcast and show, College Basketball Coast to Coast. I am your somewhat capable host, T.J. Reeves, and we were supposed to be enjoying the most wonderful part of the college basketball season. Championship week culminating with Selection Sunday and finding out who the 68 teams were that had made the NCAA tournament for 2020 to get ready to play the first four games in Dayton eight regional sites for the first weekend, four more sites for the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight, and then eventually end up in Atlanta with a Final Four and a national champion at Mercedes-Benz Stadium the first weekend in April. All of it for naught, and understandably so, with the current... Uh, outbreak and and coronavirus scare that is ongoing throughout the country. It is totally understandable that we have shut down everything, including the sports world, professional sports, major college sports, and the Final Four, the NCAA tournament, even conference tournament championship week is a casualty of it. I obviously uh, am jonesing like many of you are, and so what we've decided to do on this show is talk a little bit about the current events and about not having a tournament, and I will do so with my longtime analyst, Mark Wise, who's been with me throughout the last 15 years covering the NCAA Tournament in the Final Four. Sirius XM Radio with me as an analyst with me as well on Fox Sports Radio. And now on TuneIn as you're finding us here or through the College Basketball Coast to Coast podcast. Mark has been with me over and over and over again doing live game broadcasts. Heck, we were just together back on Tuesday night in Indianapolis for the Horizon League Championship. Warn won that night by Northern Kentucky. They got the automatic bid for the second straight year for the third time in four years. We're looking forward to selection Sunday night to find out whom they would be playing. Again, gone, all gone, all for naught for them. So I love Mark's insight. He's going to be here in a little bit. Mark went on to the SEC tournament, and he's going to give you some insight of having been in Nashville, where everything got called off and some perspective Uh, On that, He worked a ton in the SEC this year on TV with ESPN as well as the American Conference on the ESPN family of networks. So we'll get some insight from Mark on that. Deshaun Tate will also be with me in a roundtable discussion with Mark. Deshaun is from Atlanta, the all-sports radio station 92.9 The Game, the FM all-sports radio station Deshaun with them and helping us out all the time on college basketball coast-to-coast as well as his own Tate's Takes podcast, uh, getting Tate's take on all the stuff. Uh, going on with hoops, with college and the NBA, and it's all now on hold. And it's it's understandable. I, I know that initially I questioned and many questioned why did the NCAA go ahead and cancel everything in the middle of last week when they could have postponed and waited and canceled uh, later this coming week or canceled even in another 10 days if they wanted to. Well, it's now obvious as Wednesday became Thursday and the cancellation happened, and Thursday became Friday and Saturday, and we've now gotten to selection Sunday night, and we find out from the Center of Disease Control, the CDC, based in Atlanta, ironically, and in the United States, uh, that they are recommending that we don't have any gatherings of 50 or more people that means ball games, or restaurants, or shopping malls, or schooling, or anything for the next 60 days. So it's it's really not feasible that you could have ever resumed an NCAA tournament even with lesser teams. And we'll talk with both of our guests, Mark Wise and Deshaun Tate, about the theorized 16-team tournament that they had been kicking around. Maybe instead of 68, only play 16 in tournament fashion. But you couldn't have even really done that. There's There's no way to put those events on. And, and and have more than 50 people at them just with the players. So it was never going to work. It's unfortunate. It's always going to be a what-if, uh, an asterisk, wondering what might have happened between the likes of Dayton and San Diego State and Gonzaga as, as mid-majors, and could they have made a run, or would it have been the powerhouse schools, the traditional Kansas or Duke or Kentucky or Michigan State, uh, or on and on that would have that would have made their move. Uh, so many conferences that would have sorted out from the Big East uh, to the Big Ten uh, to the to, to the conferences like the American Conference. How many teams would have gotten in from that league? Would a fourth or fifth team have gotten in from the SEC? Who would have been maybe a fifth or sixth team out of the ACC to go along with Florida State and Louisville and Duke and Virginia? We'll never know the answers to these questions. We'll never know what would have happened. Uh, we are left without it. But look, uh, the bottom line is we got to enjoy it for as long as we did. It's the same for everybody. We're all going through it. But hey, we're kind of like group therapy on college basketball coast to coast. I do make this pledge, and I'll say it again before the podcast. We're going to come back during this NCAA Tournament time frame all through March and give you original programming and shows where we reminisce about great first-round games, great Sweet 16 Elite 8 games, talk Final Four stories. We're going to do all of that. So you need to subscribe to this podcast. Subscribe however you found it through a social media link, through uh, the sharing, through Spreaker.com and Spreaker's service. Whether you found us on iTunes, subscribe. Uh, Through Google Podcasts, through Spotify, subscribe to College Basketball Coast to Coast. And new podcasts will be coming later this week and over the course of the next three weeks on this podcast, telling stories. And we may do a couple of them in a given week. You'll always know when they're out if you subscribe. You'll get a ding on your phone, your handheld device, your iPad. Uh, right away when a new one is there. So sign up. Find us under College Basketball Coast to Coast. So if you found us on a social media link through uh, Twitter, through Facebook, or however you found the show, uh, subscribe, and the next one will come to you. So I'm ready to reminisce with my special guest. It's definitely different. Let's get to the conversation with Mark Wise and Deshaun Tate about not having selection Sunday night. I know we're all hit hard. By the thousands, by the hundreds of thousands, we were looking forward to knowing the 68 teams and where they were going and what was going to happen. I mean, heck, the the first and second round was going to be played right here in my market in the Tampa St. Pete Clearwater Market at the Amelie Arena where the Tampa Bay Lightning play hockey in downtown Tampa. You don't think I would have wanted to be there? I, I was already ticketed to be at the Final Four again for what would have been the 19th time in my life that I would be covering a Final Four in Atlanta. It's all gone. It's all hit us hard. Let's do a little group therapy shall we? Let's have some fun here on the Nation's College Basketball Show and Podcast. However you're finding us, including streaming on TuneIn and the TuneIn Channel Tag Sports Group. If you found us there, subscribe to the podcast. You'll get the brand new edition as soon as it's out. So wherever you're finding us and however you're finding us, thank you for doing so. Let's get to the guests. Mark and Deshaun coming up. Talking no selection Sunday, no tournament, and where do we go from here? A lot of good conversation straight ahead here on College Basketball Coast to Coast. Pleased to be joined by two of my guys. I was with Mark Wise in Indianapolis back last Tuesday night, uh, depending on when you're hearing us, for the Horizon League Championship win by Northern Kentucky and the automatic bid. Mark left me and went to the SEC tournament in Nashville, which obviously was canceled along with everything else on Thursday. He's made his way back to North Florida in Gainesville. My man Deshaun Tate, based in Atlanta, was due to be with me this weekend as Mark was working the SEC tournament while we were going to go to Dallas for the Conference USA Championship game, the title game in Frisco, Texas, and then do a double dip just 14 hours later at the Sun Belt Championship in New Orleans for two more automatic bids. Obviously, all of that was scuttled as well, but these guys are gracious to be with me here on college basketball coast-to-coast. All right, Coach, to you first. You are older uh, you are wiser. Hits <laughs> uh, the name. This is uh, unprecedented. Uh, give me some perspective here that we have just come to a full stop on everything, including right. sports, including the NCAA tournament. Your thoughts?
1: Well, I'll put it to you this way, fellas. Uh, I was doing the 6 o'clock game on Thursday, and then the noon game on Friday. Uh, whoever won the 8-9 game on Thursday was going to come out and play Kentucky on Friday, and that that was the game I had. So I decided I was going to go watch and put eyeballs on the 8-9 game between Tennessee and Alabama. And uh, I got in the elevator about 20 till noon, rode down to the lobby, and when the elevator doors opened, Tennessee players were waiting to get on the (laughs) elevator. (laughs) And I went, wait a minute now, you guys are supposed to be playing here in about 18 minutes. Something is up. And, of course, everybody had been bantering that about uh, in Nashville with with what was going on with different leagues and different conferences and what the NBA had decided to do. So that was the first clue that I had that the SEC was going to be called off. Uh, immediately, uh, you know, went back up and and tried to work on finding a way home. But it was kind of a surreal, I kind of feel like in a lot of ways, we're living a Tom Cruise sci-fi movie, uh, only it's uh, not a movie, it's realistic.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's strange. And we're all dealing with it together. So in some ways, as I've joked with these guys, it's kind of therapeutic that we're doing this. It's informative. I know a lot of you that are listening are missing Selection Sunday night. Maybe none bigger than my buddy Deshaun Tate, who, again, is based in Atlanta, where all of this was supposed to culminate with the 2020 Final Four at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. All right, so to you, uh, it it has been... A surreal, different week. Give me your thoughts initially here. Put it in perspective from your point of view.
2: Yeah, I appreciate you for having me on, TJ. Uh, thanks for the reminder. I only just stopped wiping my tears and licking my wounds <laughs> a little bit uh, from not having the opportunity to cover my sixth consecutive uh, Final Four. And, and you know what? I'm not just obviously disappointed because there's no more college basketball. I've been waiting feel whatever it feels like forever for this uh, opportunity to see this. But on top of that, you know, I I feel really bad for obviously the seniors and, and uh, you know, certain institutions, you know, ones like Dayton, for example, who hasn't had a year, something similar to this, maybe since like the fifties or sixties or somewhere right around that time. So, you know, on top of that, what probably takes the cake is you'll probably never, ever hear me admit to this ever again, but I was almost kind of in a really weird way looking forward to my bracket being busted. That's one of those things that everybody seems to hate so much. Uh, but it's until times like this that you're like, man, you know what, I kind of I kind of was looking forward to that. You know, you just kind of secretly embrace that little bit of all of the madness that makes up for what we know to, uh, to, to be March Madness. And on top of that, last thing is you know this is a year and and, uh, again like you mentioned you know mark is a little older you're a little older than me as well tj that unless correct me if you will but i don't think we've ever seen a year like this where there's no clear cut favorite it's completely wide open and i could just see myself now you know looking back at the year that was uh you know i I can (laughs) go back and, and 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 talk about uh, some of the teams and historic runs that some of them made year by year leading up to this point. But there's going to be a, become a time 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the road where I'm going to say, you know what, whatever happened in 2020, who went to that Final Four? I'm going to forget, <laughs> and then it's all going to hit me. And uh, it's it's unfortunate for me, for sure.
0: That's uh, it's very true. I've jokingly said, not to you guys, I don't think, for about three or four days, this is like that scene in the movie The Christmas Story where the Bumpfuses' dogs come in in the Christmas comedy with the Parker family and wreck the turkey on the table. And you hear you hear the narrator, Gene Shepherd say, no turkey, no turkey leftovers, no turkey sandwiches, no turkey soup. It's just gone. It's all gone. And they get dressed and go eat at the Chinese restaurant. And that's the end of the, the comedy, the movie. And that is, it's all gone here. We don't... Mark, I mean, exactly what Deshaun was saying. We will never know right. if Dayton... Could have hung with Kansas and right. Duke and Michigan State in head-to-head. Yeah, we will never know if San Diego State, who got all the way to twenty-six and zero in the Mountain West, if they could have hung with Baylor and uh, pick one Louisville and uh and Wisconsin and anybody else that you want to throw in there. Could that? Right. We, we don't know. Right. It's going to be an unknown forever and left for us to debate. Right.
2: Well, we did I, I think we not did only real sorry about that. I I was going to say one thing real quick. We did get a chance to see y'all and Maui dating against Kansas. And they showed that they could hang overtime game by one point. I just wanted to kind of throw that one in there. Good
0: point. Go ahead, Mark. But, but in terms of March, it's an unknown.
2: Yeah. The thing
1: that I feel um, the most pain for are the programs that only are going to be hearing their name on selection Sunday, one time out of every four or five years or, one time out of every ten years, you know, East Tennessee State. I did the SoCon final on Monday night. They don't get to hear their name. Winthrop doesn't get to hear their name. Hofstra, I don't think, has been in like ten years, eleven years. They it's don't 20. get to hear it's their name. It's you nineteen know, years, two
0: thousand one. Right, right, right. Yeah,
1: Jay Wright. Jay Wright put out a tweet congratulating Hofstra on their making it to the NCAA tournament. So those are the kind of programs that I ache the most for. Uh, And then, selfishly speaking, that first weekend, the first weekend of games that are wall-to-wall, that start at 1130 in the morning, they end at midnight, that Thursday, Friday, uh, leading into Saturday and Sunday, the magical moment that that weekend produces year in and year out. That's what I'm going to miss.
0: Oh, no no doubt about that. Well, let's pick up on this point, because Deshaun, we're sitting here on Selection Sunday night. And again, full disclosure, Deshaun was to have been with me for these two conference tournament championship games, and then we were going to do a Selection Sunday night show with a full bracket and, and break it down. Again, this is like the Grinch that stole Christmas. We don't get that tonight. Uh, all right so I'll put the question to you there had been talk that the selection committee would go ahead and reveal right now as of stopping the tournaments on Wednesday that weren't completed who are the 68 teams Deshawn, Deshaun would you have wanted to see that are you fine with the fact that they're not revealing it what is your take
2: whichever way they really decided to go with it I think was was the right way i'm not overly bummed out about the fact that they didn't release the teams just based on the simple fact that i think that would have been more of a tease probably if for nobody else than just to me maybe on a personal level but I, I'm, I'm i'm not completely you know mad at that i'm not sure what that could have really done for me for you for mark for us for everyone else especially for the players i don't know if that was kind of like a a a indirect way of like a rubbing it in without exactly rubbing it in type of deal, considering that the games couldn't be played. Um, I think that, you know, if we were talking about this being picked up later on that as a possibility, then okay, maybe that's fine. Give you some opportunity to get a little bit of film on who you're going to be playing a little extra time or whatever the case may be. Uh, But other than that, I, I don't realistically see, Uh, a a really overly really good reason to kind of put that out there again I wouldn't have been mad because of it at all because it just would have brought me my own personal joy and then on top of that I think there were some teams kind of circling back to what you were saying a second ago there were some teams that kind of benefited a little bit from the cancellations teams that didn't have such a good year this year will probably forget all about them North Carolina didn't meet let alone exceed expectations Florida is another team Memphis being another team so I think that they kind of escaped in a roundabout way by the unfortunate set of circumstances called the coronavirus.
0: Mm. Mark, your thought, would, would you have wanted a yeah. bracket reveal?
1: No, I thought there was a couple of reasons and good reasons not to reveal the bracket. One is, logistically, it's a nightmare, because you've already ripped the Band-Aid off by deciding there's not going to be a tournament. And so the committee had already decided disbanded from New York. So, I mean, you've got a logistical problem. Then you're going to do some guessing on who the automatic qualifier might be. And then you've got some tournaments that are not played yet. Uh, I just, I just, I saw a lot of problems with that. Remember that the groundswell for that didn't come right away. That kind of happened after the fact.
0: Well, and there were coaches that were interested, and then we go down the road of their bonuses and their contracts. Yeah, I I, I don't even want to hear that about coaches. Agreed. I don't don't even want to hear that. And I totally agree with the last part of your argument, which is how do you know who was going to win some of these mid-major tournaments that were still left? For example, the American Conference, which you worked a lot of games in, Mark Wise. How do you look at that conference uh, incomplete right now for Cincinnati, Wichita State, and Memphis. Houston, I think we would all agree it probably earned their way in. We don't know who wins that tournament and Cincinnati we don't know. Is another one. Right, right. Yep. Since out of Cincinnati, Wichita State, and Memphis, probably a spot, if not two spots would have been up for grabs in Fort Worth, Texas, and who beat whom on a neutral floor would have decided it. Now, as you said, you're making a total guess. At this point, as to what would have happened or not happened, so I don't think it served a purpose. I, I will agree with you uh, on that. What did we think, Deshaun, You get to go first again. You get to you get dibs here. Uh, what did we think of the idea of the committee? kicking around a 16-team tournament to be resumed at some point down the road. I mean, for example, we now know, because Sunday night, the Center for Disease Control, uh, the worldwide health organization based in the United States, says, hey, the recommendation is no gatherings of 50 or more people for the next eight weeks. That's going into May. So more than likely, all sporting events, we're looking at May or June for the NBA, the NHL, Major League Baseball, anything playing so it's not realistic that they could have played. But what did you think, Deshaun, of the idea of instead of a 68-team tournament, a 16-team tournament, if it could have hypothetically been pulled off over several days in Atlanta like they were talking about? Give it two or three weeks, let everything die down, and have a 16-team tournament. Deshaun, were you for that?
2: Uh, I would have been for it because we do have you know, some March Madness. We do have some basketball being played. Um, I still think that it would have been quite a bit of a tease, similar to when we were talking about just opening up the bracket. Uh, just based off the simple fact that there were so many of these institutions outside of the top 16 that worked so hard throughout the year uh, to to be a part of it all, and then they weren't, or even to win their conference tournaments. I mean, they did exactly what they were supposed to do. That doesn't even mean. I, and I understand what you're saying as far as you know the top three in the uh in the AAC, but there's a possibility that none of the top three in the AAC would have necessarily made it. You know, and right, we right. saw that in the in the Missouri Valley. So from that standpoint, I mean, I, I would have loved it on a personal level, but I still like to think that it would have been very very unfair and yeah on top of that we would have seen a lot of blue bloods and a lot of elite (laughs) programs that didn't necessarily look all that strong throughout the duration of the
0: season but i mean mark wise dayton would have been included san diego state would have been included they would have been in in a 16 would you have been in favor of that if it could have hypothetically been pulled off mark wise
1: under no circumstances for two reasons one is uconn and kimba walker need i say more (laughs) and then secondly to play a four uh a 16 team tournament means you're going to play four games in four days that's not putting the welfare of the health of the student athlete uh Anywhere close to uh, top priorities? So what about totally what that. about the
0: argument? Some ending is better than no ending at all. If it, I mean, again, we'll never know. They're never going to play it. I understand, but what about the argument? Right. Some ending with 16 teams is better than no tournament at all. Don't buy it. Still don't buy it.
1: I, I, I still don't buy it because of the format.
0: Gotcha on that. All right. This is why we love the opinions of Mark Wise, uh, T.J. Reeves with you, Deshaun Tate with me as well little round table discussion here on college basketball coast to coast on selection Sunday night all right a fun one I'm gonna put a smile on Mark's face even though I can't see him Deshaun out of the three of us Mark is the only one that's experienced this as part of a coaching staff tell me I don't know this story in all the years that we've been around tell me about selection Sunday night when you were an assistant coach with the Purdue (laughs) Boilermakers and Purdue's name popped up I can't remember. Did they have TV back then? I think they did have television back then. Oh man, 19- I knew that was. 1980 <laughs> is the year Deshaun, and here's the scary yeah. part: I don't know that Deshaun was on the planet in 1980. I, I wasn't don't hear yet. Yeah, there we go. I wasn't here All right, yet, so so, so in later. in the dark ages. Mark was an assistant coach, and Purdue was really good with an NBA pro by the name of Joe Barry Carroll on their Purdue team. Take me back to selection Sunday night, please, and, and the name pops up, and how did you find out, and how did it all work? Tell me a story. Go.
1: If if I remember correctly, we were watching at Coach's house, but you got to remember this, this was not anywhere near um, um, what the, the – the, the, Grand spectacle that this has become in in terms of watching. So, well, I'll I'll explain it to you this way. The year before that, we had there was the two team rule, where only two teams from a conference was allowed to mm. go to the NCAA tournament. We were in a three way tie in the to win the Big Ten. There were three of us that year that tied atop the Big Ten, and through a set of uh, tiebreakers. or no Big Ten tournament back there. We were third, So we got left out. So for us, the following year, we, what was then known as the Purdue Rule, they they widened it to more people, more teams could get in. I think the field was 48 back then. We actually played the first weekend at home. How how unfair was that? <laughs> um, but but uh, then went on to Lexington and won the uh, regional at Rupp uh beating Duke in the finals pre coach K as a matter of fact. And uh we had beaten Indiana the night before and Isaiah Thomas in his freshman year. So it was quite the ride to get to the final four and, and a lot of hoop junkies will know who I'm talking about. Jeff Meyer and I were on the staff and we the two of us did the roles of about nine or ten guys now. We were the the video guys, the part-time guys, the student guys, the <laughs> grad guys, the I mean you go scouting down to report, the scouting to the head scouting coach, scouting report you, all those guys yeah. we, it was two of us. Now they've got 10 guys for all those jobs. I can't believe it.
0: As, as he's joked with me in the past to Sean, and I say it to the audience here, you were making what, about $12,000 or $15,000? Oh my gosh. You, God, you no. were,
1: you were oh living. My, I, I would have thought that was big money. All right.
0: But maybe even less. You were living off a of mac and cheese and like, what was it? The crumbs at Long John Silver's that had coupons. the vinegar. On it,
1: uh, coupons. coupons. <laughs> as we a lived off coaches. Coupons, man. Jeff, fire and I. <laughs> Collect the coupons. That's the one way we could eat.
0: Oh, this is, this is telling the story. And the regional final win was over whom again to go to the final four? Refresh me. Uh...
1: It was over Duke. We had beaten Indiana the night before. Wow. Duke had upset Kentucky. Wow. Um, the night before, <laughs> and then we beat Duke with uh, Gene Banks and company. Wow.
0: And what a uh, story. then we
1: went to the Final Four in Indianapolis and lost to Larry Brown and UCLA and Kiki Pandaway.
0: How about that? Stories and memories. I, I've always
1: joked. I've always joked that we made. Kiki band away a lot of money at the final four.
0: <laughs> Purdue, Purdue helped his bank account and his professional career yes. for sure. I remember, I remember all about that. All right, a uh, few more minutes uh, left here. So, Deshaun, give me some perspective in Atlanta, where everybody was anticipating that uh, the basketball world was going to descend. I mean, full disclosure: the Super Bowl. Uh, Was obviously held there a couple of years ago at Mercedes-Benz Stadium with the Patriots beating the Rams back now, what, about 14 months ago, 13, 14 months ago, February last year uh there have been big events the final four has been in atlanta previously it was last there in 2013 when louisville won it although are we allowed to say that now because the ncaa took it away and took the banner down so i guess that's vacant too <laughs> it's another vacant final four but, but Deshaun, give me give me in the uh in the peach tree c- city there in the peach state of georgia give me some perspective on on uh, atlanta was anticipating this and now it's not happening
2: Well, the few people that I have had the opportunity to talk to about it are obviously disappointed. Uh, A lot of them are obviously really big uh, basketball and and, and just hoop heads of their own institutions that they like and love uh, so much. Then again, I haven't had too much communication, especially one-on-one personally as far as physically with people because of everything that's been going on to get their perspectives, but... Uh, I know that you know. Obviously, the city has you know lost out on a on a ton of money and all the money that would have come along with that, um, with you know the Final Four coming in and everything like that. But I can't tell you that people are just going crazy here over the fact that the Final Four won't be coming here, based on the simple fact that you know the the the, the market that it is—it's really really heavy in football. Now, if, we, if this start if this stuff starts to kind of uh, tiptoe and dab into the whole you know, uh, have an effect more so on, you know, draft and, you know, recruiting for college football, right. and those type of things. And I think people are going to be a little bit more up in arms about it, but uh, I can't tell you that people are going crazy disappointed, just more so the people who live here that were expecting or had high expectations on a year like this, where there is a lot of uncertainty and not a lot of promise that their team could have maybe made it here. Perfect example, kentucky they called this place catlanta they were one of the top teams that was going into the tournament playing really good uh and expected for them to get here and now a lot of people are going to be obviously really disappointed in that
0: yeah i mean and there's some fan bases that travel kentucky's one of them kansas is another one uh duke so yeah you would have been very interested to see proximity duke not far away kentucky not far away what would have happened had they gotten there with some of the other uh, magical ones. Here's one more. Uh, Obviously, Mark and I have had the privilege of being around Kenny Anderson from Georgia Tech, the former All-American, the former NBA All-Star, and they were going to honor, Mark and and Deshaun, the 1990 Georgia Tech team at this Final Four because it's in Atlanta, the 30th anniversary of that 1990 team. They plan to honor Bobby Cremins and Dennis Scott and Brian Oliver and Kenny Anderson and all of those guys. You just hate it. You hate it that you're going to miss out for all this. They they now have gotten the customary tradition of revealing the Basketball Hall of Fame nominees at the Final Four. They do it now. They unveil it at the Final That's not going to get to happen in front of the Final Four crowd and the national television audience. It's disappointing. I understand the seriousness of what's going on. Nobody is making light of the seriousness of what's going on. It's just disappointing that we're missing out on all these things. They're not ever going to happen for 2020 uh guys so uh you think about that all right so yeah go ahead
1: it's sad it's sad on so many levels but i think humanity has a higher calling here
0: yeah there's no doubt and nobody and nobody is saying otherwise on that all right so some final thoughts deshaun give me a thought or two here. We we are going to have some fun. I I pledge on college basketball coast to coast. We're going to come back and talk about first round <laughs> games that we remember. We're going to talk about Final Four memories. We're going to reminisce because there are so many fans out there and we'd love to we'd love to hear from you. You can tweet at uh, Deshaun at Tate's Takes. Tate's Take uh hoops uh by the way on twitter tweeted him tweeted tweeted me at buck sideline guy tweeted mark at mw hoops we'd love to hear stories about the final four and upset games that you've been to in the first round of the sweet 16 et etc cetera. because et cetera, we're going to reminisce about that as the month goes on but for tonight give me a final thought or two uh with no selection sunday with no tournament deshaun you have the floor anything else
2: well while i definitely you know agree with uh with 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 uh, Mr. Wise about, you know, how there's certainly, you know, when you start talking about bigger things at risk here and people's lives and everything else, uh, I'm I'm really happy to hear that the, you know, that the committee decided to or the NCAA decided to, you know, kind of put to rest the season for those reasons. But I think it's safe to say we're all kind of, you know, we're all human. Uh, and, and in this case, I'm a little bit selfish because I don't have my basketball. There's not a ton of things more important. Than, uh, there's, there's, there's more important things than basketball. But, you know, I'm always going to be the person to say maybe not a whole lot more things. But uh, I appreciate you guys, man, for, for for having me on and just thinking about the year that could have been is obviously very unfortunate. I mean, hey, think about this way, guys. We had uh, a 16 seed beating a 1 Not too long ago. Right. Two years ago. Potentially had three mid majors as number one seeds. So maybe not even had a chance to see it again this year, but maybe even more than one number one seed go down this year, but we'll never know. And I appreciate you guys again for having me on.
0: Love that. Mark Wise, final thought or two here as we as we wrap it up on Selection Sunday night without a bracket.
1: Well, just remember this if it wasn't for March Madness that we're going to miss, but if it wasn't for March Madness, the long pass to the middle of the floor where you kick it out to your best shooter who makes a three pointer at the buzzer, that would never be known as the Valpo play without March Madness. Yeah. Also remember that Kentucky fans would not hate Duke as much as they do without the Christian Leitner play. So March Madness, we're gonna miss you, but you certainly have given us some memories that we can still cling to
0: And here's a great thing to follow up on that. Uh, the games are still out there online on YouTube, et cetera. We're gonna reminisce some, but you can go and watch and enjoy those. It's odd, it's different it's it's weird. We may never go any through through anything hopefully not like this again, where we shut down the country, much less the sports world, but it was necessary and it stinks. But, uh, but we, what can we do except reminisce and have fun? And you guys have been great to do that with me. Uh, Mark wise. Thank you. I know you are busy in other parts of life including a son that is going to be getting married later this spring. Congrats on that. <laughs> That's
1: right. Congratulations. Uh, we hope. <laughs>
0: co- coach, yes. Let's get the gatherings up over 50 people and get the wedding rolling. Good luck with that. Thanks, TJ. So, so Mark is going to depart on that. Deshaun Tate, promise me that you're going to come back when we start talking about some of the fun and games of of, of favorite memories of first round upsets and Sweet 16s and who goes to the Final Four, because we're going to have fun reminiscing and doing that all right pledge to me that you come back down the road on college basketball coast to coast and we at least have that here on the podcast
2: i was almost tempted to ask you if that was a trick question of course i'm gonna be coming back without even a question man as long as it's college basketball listen they can put college basketball on the moon You'll just have to give me a credential to the moon. Whatever the case may be, I'm going to be ready for it. Love it. So thank you for having me.
0: Love it, boys. Great job. We thank you as the audience for finding us. Subscribe to this podcast. It is the easiest way to find it. Subscribe on iTunes, through Spreaker, through Spotify, through Google Podcast. It'll come automatically to you, I promise. We'll be back later in the week to reminisce some more about NCAA tournaments past and first-round upsets and that kind of stuff. For now, we're done. You can also follow the show at CBB Coast, the number two Coast, at CBB Coast to Coast, CBB Coast to Coast on Twitter if you want to find out more. Again, follow Mark at MW Hoops, follow Deshaun at Tate's Take Hoops, find him there. Find me at Buck Sideline Guy, BUC for the Buccaneers of the NFL, which is also on hold. B-U-C, Buck sideline guy. Anyway, that'll do it for here. From Mark and Deshaun, we thank you for being with us. Sad that there's no tournament for this year, but we'll help you get through it. If you just keep listening to us on College Basketball Coast to Coast. Bye.